welcome to Because You Know Dragons. I'm Micah. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking about Ridley from Metroid. I don't, I haven't played a whole lot of the Metroid games, so Joe's probably going to take the reins for this one. I've played every single Metroid game. I've beaten every single Metroid game, except for Metroid Prime 2. That one's very hard, and I'm very lazy. Um, probably need to get back into that one. But lucky for us, Ridley's not in that one anyways, so it doesn't pertain to this conversation whatsoever. Yeah, and I've only, like, I've played a little bit of, is it, which one's the one on Game Boy Advance? Is that Metroid Fusion? Or? Uh, it's either Fusion or Zero Mission. I played Fusion. Um, um, he kind of, I'm going to eh. say, quote unquote, kind of, maybe shows up in Fusion. Oh, there will be spoilers. Spoiler yeah. alert. If you haven't played any Metroid games. Yeah, if you're planning on then... playing Metroid games and you don't want it spoiled, maybe skip this episode for now. But, but. What... The plot in Metroid games isn't necessarily always the most important. It's more of the atmosphere and the, the gameplay. The atmosphere and the challenge. Cause yeah. They're definitely hard games. But yeah, I've played Fusion. I played... Fusion's good. Really uh, I didn't beat it. I didn't get super far. But um, I've played a little bit of Metroid Prime at Joe's house. Like, a little bit of the first one. I, I'm not big on first-person shooters, so... It's a first-person adventure. Yeah, it's but you shoot... With, shoot. with shooting mechanics. With shooter <laughs> mechanics. So, I mean, it's not really my jam, but... Um, and then I play... I've been playing a little bit of Super Metroid. I've bought the the Super Nintendo Classic a while back. And, like, I played a little bit of Super Metroid when I, was at, when I first bought it. And, like, Joe was there with me when I bought it. And so I played a little bit of it at Joe's house. And then I'm like, man, I'm really bad at this. And then I didn't play it again, and then a couple weeks ago, when when we decided we were going to do Rid- Ridley, I'm like, alright, let's give it another shot. And I made it a lot farther. I have I might have gotten stuck, but... Yeah, Super Metroid's <laughs> definitely a... It's not as easy as some of the older games, uh, 1 and 2, to get stuck in, but it's it definitely doesn't point you in the right direction a lot of times. It yeah. op- the further you get in, the more it opens itself up before it gets more linear again at the end. But it's, in my opinion, Super Metroid's always going to be in the top five. Every time it's re-released, I'm going to buy it. I'm just waiting for it to come out on Switch so I can buy it, play it, <laughs> give Nintendo all of my monies. Just I- go buy a SNES Classic. <laughs> so I have another thing that plays it. <laughs> bought it on the Wii, have it on the... Wii U, like literally, they sit next to each other. Did I need to rebuy it? No. Do I love Super Metroid? Yes. Will I do it? Take all my money, Nintendo. <laughs> Moral of the story. So, Ridley, to date, has appeared in the original in its remake, Zero Mission. Um, he doesn't appear in Metroid 2. He reappears in Super Metroid. Um... The next two games released on the same day, Fusion, where he kind of clone Ridley-esque appears, we'll say that, and he also makes a very prominent appearance in Metroid Prime, um, which weirdly enough takes place between 
2 and Super Metroid. The timeline is, it's not Zelda level of convoluted, right? but it's starting to get close to it. Nothing can be Zelda level of convoluted, and that's one of the most beautiful things about that series to me. Yeah. So, in the Metroid sub-series, he appears in Metroid Prime. Um, he doesn't appear in Metroid Prime 2. He doesn't appear in Metroid Prime Hunters, but he does reappear in Metroid Prime 3. Um, and in that subseries of games, he's Meta Ridley. Um, he has cybernetic enhancements due to some of the problems caused by you shooting him to death in the first game. Um, so he comes back, and let's see, where else does he appear? Oh, <laughs> And then the ill-fated other M. We'll talk about the, We'll talk about his appearance in other M later because it will definitely have um, something to do with how we term him as a dragon or not. Yeah, we saw some pictures, and that was. It's all you need to know. I I don't hate other M like everyone on the internet seems to. It's fine. It's not great. Um. From a gameplay standpoint, it's a little uh, convoluted, to say the least. But I don't have all the same problems with the story that everyone else has. But Ridley, Ridley makes it interesting. <laughs> like I said, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, do you want to talk about like? Do you want to talk about the backstory of the game first? Yeah, let's let's, let's talk a little bit more about Metroid. So, Metroid, uh, it focuses mostly around the. Uh, bounty hunter Samus, Samus Aran. Um, she's basically orphaned, raised by aliens, and these aliens create a race of Metroids. That's what the name of the series comes from. Um, we could get really into why, whatever. But some other race, another alien race, the Space Pirates, um, try to steal these Metroids because they can be used to make immense amounts of power, and they use them as weapons. Um, Ridley, he is a general of the space pirates. He's not really a space pirate. They're more, um, insectoid, Hmm. um, or that subsect. But that also brings up the question, what really is a space pirate? Um, is it just a loose affiliation of different races? Is it a particular race? Uh, these are all things that aren't really... They're not really important to the plot, and they don't really ever get addressed in depth. Some of the games kind of contradict each other a little bit on how they approach space pirates. But Ridley, he's one of the original bosses, the original generals of the space pirates. Um, Him, Kraid, if any of you have played um, Super Smash Bros. Melee, there's a Zebus level where humongous crate is in the background and he's the one who moves the stage and it rotates um he's also a general they're they're the two most well-known uh space pirate generals and then the space pirates are um just kind of ruled by mother brain she was also created by the race that raised samus and she can manipulate metroids manipulate Hmm. the space pirates But um, that's kind of the backstory. Samus has to fight space pirates numerous occasions, different. Basically, that is the plot of almost every single game. Metroids are out. 
time to go put them in containment. This is what happens. Space pirates are here, blah, 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 back, forth, back, forth. It's kind of like Zelda and Mario. Plot takes a second secondary spot to the gameplay. Definitely a Nintendo-type game where the gameplay is the core of the experience and the plot is secondary, which makes for most often very compelling games. Right. I, I, was, I had been wondering how Ridley fit in there because I knew... I knew he was a big deal, but I wasn't really sure if he was a space pirate or what he was. So, that's interesting. Yes. I, yeah, he... And it doesn't seem like there are any more... The, one would think that there has to be more of his species, right. but they're never, ever seen. It's kind of like one of those one-off deals in Kraid. Kraid, though, they're like baby versions, small ones that you fight leading up to his boss fight in Super Metroid, but no similar things for that. Um, with Ridley, so we don't really don't really know a lot about his species or his back his really um, back history per se, not until we get into the other M biology it's <laughs> interesting um, but no, he's got he's got some very dragon-like characteristics uh, purple skin in most of the games different yeah. hues of purple depending on what game some where he's yeah. kind of browner yeah, some he's kind of a grayish color but yeah i think for the most part it's a purpley yep kind of purple tinted um he's very he's very large and i think depending on the game that size varies again it does it does depending on what system like obviously the original nintendo couldn't make sprites nearly as large as the super nintendo did so he's small his most of the 2d games his wings are much smaller than what he would actually be able to have if mm-hmm. he could didn't show that he could fly, um, which would also create a, if they were big enough, it would create a gameplay problem in the fact that they would take up so much of the screen and then he would be hitting you almost right. all the time. So again, gameplay takes a secondary, um, or gameplay t- is the primary and everything else kind of takes a secondary approach. Um, I don't know. I, I, I noticed the last time I was playing. Super Metroid, that he is very ter- See, like, a lot of, like, dragons we think of as, like, these lizard-like creatures. He seems more like a pterodactyl. Yeah, he's okay. very, I, I would agree, very pterodactylian. Yeah. In, like, like, his movements and his design, his, like, how his like skin he has looks. almost, like, a beak and is mm-hmm. more, more bird-like than lizard-like. So, I would equate him... Very much like a pterodactyl. Yeah, no, I would agree. The only uh, difference being is he has a, he has essentially six limbs, two wings, two arms, and two right his... legs versus having arms that... that are legs. Yeah, like it, like a lot of pterodactyls, like their like arm appendages like go through their wings and yes, because have claws at the end of their wings. Yeah, and... anything. There are no six limbed reptiles or dinosaurs or mammals or any birds everything's just got feet and arms but here he's got wings arms legs so you can use his arms too and his hands to manipulate things um but weirdly enough and most of the time and you see it in the beginning of super metroid he uses his feet as well to like pick up capsules pick up items things like that his feet can also be used so that makes him also more deadly like the in Super Metroid, like you, uh, 
I'm I'm going to be coming at this mostly from a perspective of Super Metroid because we're, where I'm most familiar with him. So, like, when you first encounter... He's the first thing that you fight in the game because you land on this planet, you walk through these empty halls and the room right before Ridley, there's, like... Like, there's broken glass everywhere. There's dead like, bodies. There's dead bodies just, like, laying there, which is very intense for a Nintendo game. And, like, even, like, playing this as a 23-year-old 23 23-year-old 23 adult, like, if I had played it when I was five, I think I probably would have been scared. Maybe not necessarily scared, but I'd definitely been more scary than, like, a Zelda or something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you come into this room and there's a Metroid sitting in a is it in a container? Yep, it's in yeah, a little so capsule. In a little capsule there on this floor, and you think it's an empty room. And then, like, out of the darkness, you, you see, like, shining eyes, and then Ridley appears. And it's mm-hmm. definitely intimidating yep. to be this first encounter that you see in a game. And he, like, you shoot at him for a while, and he shoots fire at you, and you can definitely die in this first encounter. <laughs> And you're oh. so you're so underpowered at that point. Oh too. yeah, you it's, have nothing. It, it works very well in the game. Ridley is always one of those characters they just like rep up. They're gonna get like, oh yeah, there's Ridley in this game, and it's always like fighting to get to mm. him. It's it's so weird because there's always he's never the end boss. I'm gonna put there are some games where he's close or some other stuff, but we, we won't get in. But he's never really the end thing you're fighting he's almost just always something along the way but he appears so many times in the way he's presented like super metroid he's like this tease like you have to get to him and once you've gotten to him you know you're powerful enough to take on the end boss you know you're just about there and yeah he he's got so many tools at his disposal we talked about his fire breath um he also uses his tail as a piercing mechanic yeah he does kind of like whip his tail at you. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that. It out. I think that's is that so? Yeah. Oh, again, Ridley sexuality and reproduction. We'll get in. Uh, we'll get into that soon. But he, I think that's going to be one of his moves in the new Smash Brothers. That'd is using cool. his tail to like. I really think it, it has to be placed just right, but I it's almost like does like well, a ridiculous like, amount of damage if I remember right. Well, like. In the new Super Smash Brothers, you also have, um, Belmont, um... Oh, Simon, Simon from Castlevania. From Castlevania. Yeah. Like, he also has, like, a whip that... And you can do it in, like, the whole Castlevania Super. style where you just, like, dangle yeah. it and... So... Do the moonwalk. <laughs> do, 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 ding, and ding. So, I think with that being, uh, like, I think you'll be... I'm sure Ridley's tail will be very similar to Simon's whip. Um, for those of you who don't know, he Ridley recently got announced as a playable character in Super Smash Bros. Like in the past, he's been like an assist trophy or boss character. Boss character. Boss um, character in Brawl. Um, did he have any use in in uh, four? I in don't four, think... in four, like the board game thing where you like every now and then you fought like a boss on the board mm. he was one of those i think that's right um but um. so like a lot of a lot of fans have been like screaming for years we want to play as ridley let us play as ridley and nintendo finally 
broke down and said, all right, bitches. You get what you want. It's like a monkey fist type thing. Yeah. Nintendo, when they deliver, sometimes it's it's not exactly what you asked for. Like, but, look at the Wind Waker. It's what you needed, but it isn't what you asked for. Which... Shiggy knows best. I love Wind Waker, and we'll talk about Wind Waker in a later episode, but... So, yes. yeah, he's he's got all sorts of tools. I'd love to see what we're... Some of the stuff we're going to get out of him in I'm definitely Super inter- Smash Bros. I'm definitely interested to see how it works, because I think, just like as a character, I think we think of him as being this huge, giant character, so... There's kind of a size difference, but I think they're also, like, King K. Rool, I also think of as being... As big. Big. He's and, a big character. But, like, we also have Bowser, I guess. Bowser's in there. In. They've shaved down Ganondorf to be more in line with yeah. how so big I guess it, some of the other characters are. I guess it I guess it works better than I thought. I'm just used to the boss version of... The Super Smash Bros. boss version of him where he mm-hmm. is, like, towering over everyone, so... That'll be interesting to see. Yep. So, yeah, he's got a variety of different moves in every game. Fire Breath, uses a lot of his um, tail, his other appendages to swipe. Um, In the Metroid Prime games, he um, has a couple other enhancements. Uh, Instead of maybe Fire Breath, it's more laser-like. Just kind of mostly aesthetic standpoints. In the third Prime game... Uh, he's corrupted with kind of the series' MacGuffin phase on, <laughs> and that makes him super powerful. And that's how people are like, oh, well, he was Meta Ridley, and then when phase on was destroyed, him being in the phase on, it cured him. So now mm-hmm. he was no longer infected with it, but that's how he can appear in Super Metroid right. without being, uh, without, after he died. Essentially, died, had to be kept on life support, and now he's fine. That's kind of the way that people fan theorize. I don't know if it necessarily matters from a gameplay standpoint. It's still a fun game. Just don't think about it too hard. <laughs> so, yeah, he's infected with Phazon. He can use special moves. Gotta kill him. See, that's one thing they always say. You don't actually see him die. You see him fly off and there's an explosion. So, that's all the fangirls. An interesting... So... Uh, one of the professors at my college is, like, a monsters expert. Like, he would probably disagree with what I the title that I just gave him. But, like, he got his PhD in, like, Grendel from Beowulf. He's basically Simon Belmont. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, like, each year teaches a class about monsters and has this text that he always teaches before... Like, each year it's focused on a different monster. Like, one year they talked about... They talked about Beowulf and Grendel. And the year that I took it, we talked about zombies. And, and then he talked about Dracula and vampires one year. So each year it rotates it out, but has this base text that they always talk about. And that's... Definitely the Belmont of this timeline. Yes. <laughs> um, and this text is, like... It's, like, seven things that make a monster. And that's one of them, is that the... Either the monster always gets away, or... It's never truly dead. So, like, you s- talk about, like, mm-hmm. Halloween and Michael Myers. Like, he, quote, dies at the end, but there's always another Halloween movie. Or... There's always a magic way to bring everybody back. Right. So, that's that's interesting. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of those characters that they can, if there's a way to do it, they'll find a way. Like, 
I'd be very surprised if he doesn't show up in Metroid Prime 4. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I would probably sell a kidney. <laughs> Nintendo needs to get as much of the, uh, as much fan service and as much of the good graces of the Nintendo Metroid community back after releasing Metroid Prime Galactic whatever blah 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 <laughs> awful game. Metroid Last. Sports. <laughs> Metroid Sports game. That was... <laughs> And after having Metroid Prime Hunters on the DS, which was technologically, from a technological standpoint, it was pretty sophisticated for the original DS, right. and then going with a downgraded chibi art style for the 3DS just seemed like such a smack in the face for a system that could have essentially played Metroid Prime, the original game, right. on there with no problems. And I've heard that, that the one on the 3DS is fun despite... I'm sure it's. Graphics, I'm sure it's fine, and after that you play it, that shouldn't have to be a phrase. It shouldn't be fun yeah. despite. No, they. I think they earned a lot of people's trust back after announcing the remake of two. The remake of two is very right. good. Played that game to its completion. People who are listening to this podcast, go out and do that. I think you'll like the ending. Um, it leads right into Super Metroid. Leads us right into. The game where Ridley really came to his own. Um, I think they bought everybody's graces back with that game and showing off the one teaser for Metroid. Just re- Wow, just this week, Reggie posted a picture of himself and uh, who's the guy who does... Oh, Jeff Keeley, the guy who always does the game awards at the end oh. of the year. Well, they just posted a picture of each other <laughs> um, getting ready, being like, hey, see you all in December. And Reggie is wearing a Metroid screw attack shirt. That's cool. So everybody's like theorizing that that's going to be what showed off. Because Nintendo usually does, they'll show off one title that nobody's seen before. And like some years, everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a Zelda. And it turns out to be like Wii Music or something like really crappy. But the last couple of years, they've really knocked it out of the park. Like last year was announcing Bayonetta 3 and some other things. Some things that fans are really not expecting. So everybody's theorizing now that we'll be shown some footage of Metroid Prime 4 this year. We really haven't heard a whole lot about Metroid Prime 4, have we? We've seen, like, the teaser image, but that's it, isn't it? That's it. So. Yeah. All right. Now getting some brass tacks. Is Ridley a dragon? From what we've said so far... Yeah, I would say... I, I don't Yeah, You say your piece before we go into the other M. Yeah, before twist. we go into other M, I would say yes, just because he is mostly lizard, because he's scaly mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, He breathes fire, He's he flies, he's... I would... I mean, he's a space pirate, and pirates are known for treasure. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of Yar, a stretch. give me booty, Samus. <laughs> kind of a stretch, but... I'm I mean, sure that's the, probably got The metrics themselves are very... Tre- I mean, the way Joe talks about them, they are something that's very valuable. They are. So, I, I would say that... Rid- Before we get... Pre pre other M, I would say yeah, Ridley would be a dragon. See, I I would disagree. I give him a zero on the dragon scale. I give him a hundred percent on the alien scale. He's an alien. 
But I mean, couldn't an alien have dragon-like qualities? He's got dragon-like qualities. So if he has dragon-like qualities, why can't he be a dragon? Because he's too cool to be a dragon. Because he's an alien. I, I think mean, dragons are cooler than aliens, so... But did they make the pyramids? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I give him like a, a five. I think he's definitely more alien-like. There's some... The, just the way the, the Metroid series uses more of technology and how it addresses both right. mythology and religion and science in different ways. I, I don't know. It, I, I, it, my approach is a little bit different from... I would say... Because cause he, like I said, he is very ter- pterodactyl-like because he... And I would say that if I were to make a guess, I would say that pterodactyl, like fossils and things, are probably what led a lot of ancient peoples to believing in dragons. Ah, they could have. I. Some, yeah. I would say I would say some cultures like saw that and was like, "Oh my gosh, that's a that's a dragon skeleton." I mean, I'm sure that's what led to that for some cultures. So I'm. I, I would say, as far as that goes, probably, probably yeah, mid-range there. Um, more leaning towards dragon than Joe is, but probably a six as far as dragon-ness. Okay. But nothing but, nothing to disregard that he's an awesome, kick-ass yeah, character. Yeah, he's definitely intimidating. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a great character. Metroid's a great game. My score has nothing to do with the quality of those games. The quality is much high. Very much high. But to throw a wrench in things, we're going to talk about Metroid the other M now. And I will post a picture of this when I post the episode on Twitter. (sighs) So, Other M takes place, it's almost the end of the timeline. It happens right before Fusion. And the games are so similar. The plots are almost identical. Um... Samus is on this space station with all these different zones that keep all these different animals alive from different places and stuff like that. Um, So she's going through, and they have a lot of animals and um, species from recovered from Zebes. That's the planet where the Metroids were made. It's where the first and the second, or the first game and Super Metroid take place. Um, She uses. She finds all these things that were from there. And this game is what throws another wrench into the space pirate discussion. Is they refer to the space pirates in this game as Zebesians. As in, hmm. space pirates come from Zebes. But that's not exactly true. The Chozo race that raised her, the chicken people, um, that or bird people, that raised her are the indigenous to Zebes. So... That really throws a loop in the whole space pirate anatomy. So she discovers them there. Uh, Metroids are also there. Um, they use the DNA of the Metroid she kills, or that dies, um, trying to save her at the end of Super Metroid. They scrape it off of her suit when they're cleaning her, and they used it to, that DNA to clone them. Um, but... But... Hard stop, but... If you haven't played this game and intend to play this game skip skip now be done (laughs) and you don't want anything spoiled they also clone ridley 
so they see she encounters Ridley a lot of times in this game, probably five times leading up to the actual fight with Ridley, and you don't really know it's Ridley at first. Uh, you can kind of get an indication the closer you get, because the first time you see him, he looks like a gremlin chicken Furby. It's so weird. It has like chicken legs and like chicken feathers, like, like down, like down feathers, like a baby chick. So strange. So very different from. Yeah, it has like no wheel. arms, just legs. Chicken. It's like sticking chicken legs on the bottom of a Furby, and then that Furby is possessed by the devil. Right. I mean, Furbies are already possessed by the devil, so... But by, like, a much larger, worse-off demon. Like a bigger, like a worse know. demon. Have you ever owned a Furby? I have. We threw them off the balcony of my parents' house when we moved. And they lived, like, onto the concrete. It took it took multiple throws to kill those things. I did not A lot not of do, holy water. I did not do that to my Furby, but I regretted buying my <laughs> And they still talk, ah, and they come away. Oh, they're creepy. So this is his baby form. And I'm assuming he hatched or something, however they cloned him. But she sees him eating different things, and she's kind of repulsed by it when she sees it. She kind of has, like, pity on it, but she's also disgusted by it. And she'll see this little guy follow her around for a while, but then later, she finds, like, it's corpse, but it looks like something's busted out of it. Like, it, almost like insects when they burst out of their skin and they mold. Oh, oh think dragonflies. If you listen oh. to that podcast, just coming out, molting out of a previous stage, going from its larval Gross. stage to more of, like, a pupil stage. And so it's, it slowly starts to become more and more aggressive the larger it gets uh becomes more reptilian in nature the next step definitely it looks basically like a big lizard uh and finally it keeps i don't think it molts anymore out of the skin maybe it does i i won't say with any certainty after that phase but it eventually grows into ridley now, we, it doesn't clearly state if Ridley remembers her or if it just attacks her because that's what it does as a species right. and it's just crazy or whatever. Just super aggressive. Tries, it kill, tries to kill everything around it anyway. So. But it almost has more like an insect yeah. type. It, definitely not what one thinks of. Like dragons are more like reptiles or... Even dinosaurs and the fact that they just are small and get big. There's no, like, pupil phase. I would definitely... This is disgusting. I would say it would be, like, a combination between an insect and a bird. Because, I mean, it does look very bird-like. It has, like, the down feathers and stuff. But, like you said, it, like, molts out of it. Which would, like, go along with, like, how you said, like, the space pirates are very insect-like. But you have Ridley, who is... No, it reminds me of it reminds me of the aliens from the Alien series where mm-hmm. their life cycle is more like that, where they molt out of their skin, their hatchet eggs reproduce in a weird way, have molting and stuff like that, and burst out. I it's something a little bit more like that. It's it's so weird. I would have never thought that we'd ever get to know more 
about the Ridley life cycle before we'd actually learn anything about Ridley's actual backstory. But we did. Did we want it? Not necessarily. <laughs> Was it really weird? Yes. So, based on that knowledge, well, let's give it two ratings. A, a An other M rating, and then a fuck other M that's not canon rating. Or pre-other M yeah. rating. Uh, I still stick with my five for the pre one, since he's very, um, very alien-like in a lot of his qualities. But definitely after other M, and taking this biology into account, Definitely like a one or a two, almost zero. Yeah, I would. I still lean more dragon pre other M. I would say probably more a six, six point five. Um, but I I I don't know. I and maybe this is just because I don't know nearly as as much about these games as Joe does, so I might be giving it a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to give it a two with other M knowledge. But... Yeah, it... I think if I, if, I think if I knew more, I would give it less than that. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's weird. Other M's a weird game. It's fine. It's... Play it. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to make you change in your perception. You'll definitely still just want to go play Super Metroid afterwards. Right. But so, hoping, hoping for better with Metroid Prime 4. So with that, um, I think we're wrapping up. If you guys let us know if you agree or disagree with our ratings, let us know on Twitter. Um, we love to interact with y'all. Um, you can follow us at BYK Dragons or you can follow me at Micah underscore I guess. Um, you can just come over to my house, knock on my door, and come give me a hug. Joe needs it. <laughs> or you can follow me on Twitter at Joe underscore the underscore wolf. Um, that's where you can also find me and give me a virtual hug. Um, and along with that, if there's other social media you guys would be interested in seeing us on, I've thought about getting an Instagram account, um, posting some dragon memes. I can... There's a picture here on Google that I would love to meme right here of M- Metroid with the little baby Ridley. So we'll get our uh, if when we we'll get put that, it on our MySpace page. Yeah. So if we on my DOS. If we do make an Instagram, we'll let you know on Twitter, and you, you guys will be the first to know. Um, but you can also email us at um, because you know dragons at gmail um, that's a good place to let us know things like other dragons that you might want to hear a podcast episode about or what other podcast apps you use. So that's a good place to get to know, to contact us, I guess. Um, we release bi-weekly, um, Thursday slash Friday. I know that's confusing. I put them online Thursday night and then they are ready for your ears to hear by Friday morning. It's like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. When do you actually get presents? When does Santa actually come? When was baby Jesus actually born? Who knows? December. December. Is not the right answer. <laughs> um, and why is December the 12th month when it obviously means 10? It's because Julius Caesar was a dick and decided that he needed... To make 
August a month? He needed to... In so, July? Also, our theme song is Heart of the Dragon by Dragon Force off their album Valley of the Damned. You can find that on iTunes and a lot of other music listening apps. They, they're a power metal band. They're a really, really fun band to listen to. So, And you can find Metroid games wherever you buy video games. Please go buy them all so Nintendo keeps making them. And we'll have more they, to talk about. We don't have a Nintendo 64 era Dark Age. <laughs> but until next time, because, you know, you know dragons. dragons.